Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to wydellonwinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm here with John David from California, the uh, founder of Cauliflower crust and sandwich thin phenomena called Outer Isle Gourmet and created something new and became in 2020 the fifth uh, fastest growing company in California. And this year is on track for $50 million. She started out her working career. She was a, a personal trainer and then became mom and one thing and another. And so, John, uh, glad to have you here and talk about turning that entrepreneurial switch back on. You said you're talking with one of your sons who said, do it and talk about how you, you, you said your brain, you said no, but your brain, your subconscious said yes, and immediately started unfolding all kind of products and ideas and ways it could work it's really an ex interesting phenomenon to see your mind start to charge when it gets confronted with the opportunity to do something that it's wanted to do all along but been held back from doing and so uh, that had to be quite uh, an awakening for you yeah, it, it really was. Like you said, I, I was in a place in my life where I had to give myself permission to allow that entrepreneur to be turned back on again. I had turned it off for 15 years specifically and, um, and needing so out of necessity to survive and get a job and just get steady income and pay my bills. And I, I just didn't have the emotional and mental bandwidth um, to, to be speculating and to be entrepreneurial. So uh, the beautiful thing I will say is uh, my, my husband is finance and legal. And so he's very much the opposite of me. So from the, the early concept days, like we all were like, yeah, this would be amazing because we wanted the product out there for our own use. We wanted to be able to buy it because we wanted the product. So we thought concept wise, it would be an amazing thing. Wow, it, just think of the world with, <laughs> instead of eating bread, you're eating vegetables, but it feels like bread and it tastes better than bread. So, um, so that for us was our big win. And we believe that other people would see it. And then again, the whole diabetes epidemic and knowing that our, our world was gonna be our, our people needed to be shifting towards the health because it would overwhelm our medical system. And we would need, the medical system would need to turn to food to solve the diabetes issues. Cause type two, as we know, is very, very controllable with food. So um, just wanting to be part of that revolution out there and um, to impact people's health. I mean, we get people who write us and say, I, I can eat a sandwich at lunch on your sandwich thins and not have to take an insulin shot. That 
you know, and for us, it's like mission accomplished. So, so that's, that was me. And that, that was the whole vision pretty quickly that we would have a line that, that substituted all the high carb counterparts with vegetables. Um, so zucchini noodles was in our first line. Um, cauliflower rice was part of it. Another uh, iteration was squashitoni. But we also had the rice, the zucchini noodles, and the squashitoni before anybody else was doing that. Real, really, just trying to create a world where vegetables actually replace those high carbs. We were also trying to get more vegetables in on a daily basis than we had been. So um, the two met each other. I was given the the freedom and permission to go ahead and allow that entrepreneur. Um, mind to go and and to see so so it was quite a different experience than in the past because I kind of had um, the other skill set that is so necessary to an entrepreneur which is the finance and the details of the business plan and the finance that that allow a true entrepreneur to be successful on our own you know we're we're usually very vision forward and you know for me it was very product centric. I definitely needed the balance of the finance. And, um, and then our son became the operations, which, which proved to be a really strong three-legged stool. So we were able to launch without a lot of capital and without a lot of resources because we were willing to work you know, I was not taking a salary. I was paid pretty minimally and my husband was a lawyer. So um, we were able to launch with a pretty strong founding between the three of us. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. Did you outsource the, uh, how did you get your first product made and where did you get it uh, sold in your launch? Well, really interesting story. When we were still in concept in R&D, mode. Um, I was selling to an R&D group. I created the product and immediately started selling it to people um, as, as true entrepreneur salesperson. So we immediately were selling it to people, getting feedback, continuing to refine the recipe. And, um, and uh, a new gluten-free cafe had just opened and they knew me and wanted to sell the pizza crust and the sandwich, they wanted to use our sandwich thins and pizza crust. And so they did. And the whole food, the whole foods forager went in that cafe to eat and found our pizza crust and called me and said, Hey, I would love, are you thinking about bringing this to market? I would love to bring this into our store. Can we meet? So yeah, that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> but um, that was really, our, we weren't even ready to hit market yet. And she had 
contacted me. So the, the, the beautiful thing was that we got to, I got to work with, you know, an industry insider on packaging. And I mean, we, we were having to set the market because nobody was doing this yet. Like, what is that price range that the market will bear for this product? Um, it was definitely going to be more expensive than tortillas. We wanted to be in the refrigerated set because we wanted to be outer aisle, right? We wanted to be in the healthy section of the grocery store. So we had some parameters. We, we, you know, we had some ideas about that. That whole outer aisle concept is, you know, if you want to eat healthy, eat the outer aisle of the grocery store. So she helped us in all of that. And we hit market at, at a 699 SRP and then competitor and low carb hit and they were $2 above us. So, um, you know, you just don't know what the market's going to bear until you have a little bit of traction. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was how we got into the market. And we were in those four stores, those four whole food stores for a year, our first year. And what was she, every weekend. And, and this person that found this, what was her real job again? She was, at that time, Whole Foods had what was called local foragers, where they would, okay. you know, the forager would go into the community to forage and find new products. Okay. That was All her right. job. Yep. And then they okay. went to statewide, kind of. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. And so... Uh, for you, uh, what is this research? You said you had a R&D group. Immediately yeah. you were talking, what, what R&D group? So I created a research and development group, an R&D group, as I called it, of friends and friends of friends. Uh, okay, so you created product. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just word once a week at the beginning of the week and say, I'm taking orders and people would say, you know, I want to pack a sandwich thins. I want a pack of pizza crust. And yeah, it was, it was that simple, but that, that gave us the feedback we needed. And it also gave us the production experience to kind of begin like producing and seeing what it would be like and where we could bring, where, where, where we could bring scale into it. And if we could scale it, cause that was the question can we do this? Cause these ingredients obviously are high quality ingredients. Can we do this and have, you know, the margins we need to successful business. So, um, okay. How did you go about creating that research and development group? You said family and friends and you, you got people and sold them on the idea of helping you figure this out. And uh, were you selling to them? Were you giving it to them? Yeah, no, I was selling to them, uh -huh. and they were they were simply giving me feedback. But I was starting to sell the product more because I people would want the product. And was this uh, uh, their advantage? Was they got a chance to buy it where you couldn't buy it anyplace else in the world because you were the first one creating it? Exactly. Now, did you say right. you had calls, yes. regular calls, once a week, or how did the feedback go? Yeah. Well, for that group, we sent out an email once a week and with what they could get, what they could buy. And then they'd come, I would interact with them in person because they'd come to our, our then kitchen uh, to pick up their product. So every, every week they came for pickup 
So I would yeah. get their feedback, ask them specific questions that, that way and interact with them. Yeah, and uh, I know of uh, a lot of meal prep businesses around the country that are doing that type of thing where they, they are pretty much once a week putting out their stuff, you know, and again, it'll be frozen, you know, casseroles or certain meals right. or things like that. And uh, uh, then some of them are expanding and open up a few distribution centers where people don't have to drive so far. But uh, there is a demand for that thing and you tapped right into it. But that was pretty clever putting together your own research and development group. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just one of those entrepreneurial things. It didn't seem, it seemed like, okay, this is what you do. This is how we'll start. This is how we need to start. It was very intuitive to me. Um, but yeah. you mentioned other groups. You said that group did this, that, and the other. What, how have you used, what, however, else have you used groups to um, expand and get input? Yeah, we, we did actually a formal R&D group with, to get feedback um, when we were looking at expanding our line and wanting to do flavors. So we did kind of blind taste test. We had 12 people all from different backgrounds. Some had tasted the product before, some were not familiar with the product before. And we asked for specific feedback because of, of what we were trying to get from the group. So yeah, utilizing um, R&D groups uh, I, I, yeah, you can't, it's invaluable because you need the market. You know, now we can, now we have such a following on social media that we can tap in pretty quickly, which is just an amazing experience. But when you're starting out, that consumer feedback is critical. Of course, you don't have the money to buy, you know, any of these studies on, on any of the, you know, the market shares or what consumers are doing. So it's really great to get direct consumer feedback. Uh, John, you've, you've uh, shared some incredible insight that I know is going to be very helpful to people who are going through the process of turning on their own entrepreneurial switch and you may already be an entrepreneur. You may already be in business, but it may be time for an expansion. It may be time for uh, a new beachhead. You know, you got one thing about uh, being in business, uh, you got to keep that excitement and growth and uh, these new beachheads, new markets, new ideas uh, make all the difference. And sometimes you can talk yourself into uh reasons why you've got to suppress that desire but uh if your growth is tapping out and you're starting to flatline that's the time to turn on that expansion switch that entrepreneurial switch and go for it and uh, a lot of times we don't do it because we don't know how and john has given some great insights on how she did it and it may transfer into how uh, you can do the same. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years 
and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.